Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Wednesday, March 3rd, and you are listening to Rocket City Lit. Hello all, welcome to Rocket City Lift. I'm Brett Goodman. And I'm Tara Bulger. We come to you three times a week and bring a bit of a spiritual lift to your day. We'll be discussing a passage from Jeremiah, but before we get into that, let us begin with a prayer. Let us pray. Gracious God, we come this day yet again and we offer ourselves to you. We offer ourselves to you so that you may build us up and guide us in serving you. Help us to hear your word as you speak to us today, and may we be ever more faithful. Amen. Amen. Our scripture today comes from the prophet Jeremiah, chapter 23, verses 1 through 6. Woe to the shepherds who destroy and scatter the sheep of my pasture, says the Lord. Therefore, thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, concerning the shepherds who shepherd my people, It is you who have shattered my flock, and have driven them away, and you have not attended to them. So I will attend to you for your evil doing, says the Lord. Then I myself will gather the remnant of my flock out of all the lands where I have driven them, and I will bring them back to their fold, and they shall be fruitful and multiply. I will raise up shepherds over them who will shepherd them, and they shall not fear any longer or be dismayed. Nor shall any be missing, says the Lord. The days are surely coming, says the Lord, when I raise up David, a righteous branch, and he shall reign as king and deal wisely, and shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. In his days Judah will be, called, will be saved, and Israel will live in safety. And this is the name by which he will be called. The Lord is our righteousness. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be, be to God. God. Brett, we are used to hearing about shepherd imagery, especially in the New Testament, um, or even in the 23rd Psalm. But what does it mean when this passage speaks of shepherd and shepherding in this passage? What is Jeremiah trying to tell us? Yeah, so we have, um, I think we're all familiar with the good shepherd and, and, and that imagery of, of God uh, leading people. Um, and in this uh passage, we have imagery of bad shepherds, the bad, shepherd. the bad shepherds who scatter, who divide. Um, and I think that he's talking about leaders in the community uh, that seek to divide and to hurt and to exclude people uh, from the love of God, um, whether that's intentionally, you know, excluding them from temple worship or um, through socioeconomic means of keeping them outside the city walls. Um, there are uh, bad shepherds that are scattering, and that's and very real uh, in the northern kingdom, which I think mm-hmm. is who Jeremiah is yep. speaking to. Um, and, uh, and in this passage, God says, um, I will send someone I will gather them in. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and we know that person to be Jesus Christ, but it's not just Jesus Christ. There will also be good shepherds who will do the work of Jesus Christ, which is, I think, who we are. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I also, 
as someone, pastors are uh, considered to shepherd their flock. Mm-hmm. Um, we are we are accountable to God yeah. for our leadership in the church. Um, now, God is gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. But there is still an accounting. And so that actually is a comfort to me because it forms everything about my leadership. Is this good for the church? Is this good for the community? Mm-hmm. Um, but it is, I mean, people are sinful. And there are people who are bad shepherds. Um, and I think in particular in this one, as they are struggling with the destruction of the temple and being sent into exile, um, to make the ability to come to God more difficult is an especially egregious sin in that circumstance. Yeah. And difficult. It's like, this circumstance is already difficult. Let me make it a little more difficult for you. Seems mm-hmm. to be like the the ultimate in bad shepherding. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, for me, it's convicting in, in two different ways. One, the one you spoke about of the shepherds, you know, pastor comes from, the word pastor literally comes mm-hmm. from shepherd, yep. um, uh, will be held accountable uh, and will be held to a standard of how have you cared for the flock. But then also, um, I am someone who have has leaders in their life. You are a leader in my life. And so... Um, are the people that I'm following dispersing the people of God? Mm-hmm. Are they driving out yeah. uh, God's love? Or are they bringing people into that? Um, this goes for obviously in the church, but also in, in the wider culture. Of Are the people that I, I'm choosing to follow either with my time, my money, my resources, are they uh, helping bring the kingdom of God or are they making it so much worse? Yeah, I have thought sometimes, so let's say that our closeness to God is a a continuum, right? Like some places we're farther away, sometimes we're closer. And if every action we do, where does it fall on that continuum? Mm -hmm. So this decision I make, is that going to take us further away from the kingdom or is it going to bring us closer? Um, and so it's often hard to know, right? Um, but if we think of that as the ultimate goal, creating the kingdom of God's love and welcome in this place, it can also bring some form, I think, to our lives. Absolutely. And, and I love in this scripture, it reminds me of what we were talking about on Monday, where it says that, you know, the Lord says, I will go out and gather them. I will go out and find the lost sheep. Um, I will go out and reveal who I am to mm-hmm. people, the the sinner on the, the the criminal on the cross. I will go out and find those who are broken, and I will hold them. Um, and I, I just think that's what more could you want from a God? <laughs> you I know? know, I know. It's interesting too because I think people have uh, ministers, preachers have their own particular calling. So. I have friends who feel like their calling as a preacher is to be that prophetic voice that tells people when they're doing wrong and call them back to the way. Mm-hmm. My calling has always been to love people the way God has loved me. And that for me means welcoming everyone in and helping them to find their place here. Um, that doesn't always work. Maybe sometimes a prophetic voice is needed. Yeah. But for whatever reason, I feel like that's what God calls me to mm-hmm. do. Um, and to fail forward at it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. 
Absolutely. We have a poem for you all called Silent White by C.E.K. Morris. It reads, Upon the new soft snow I went, without a care or clear intent. There was no blemish, mark, or scar, and fields of white that stretched afar. A perfect brightness lying clean, a faultless white reposed serene, had overlaid the jumbled past with beauty bold that will not last. I sensed great truth was hidden there, as breathless still I stood to stare. I tried to see, to sense, to know the truth presented in the snow. Yet all I needed was to reach with hand, with heart, with eye and speech beyond the snow where none have trod and childlike grasp the hand of God. That is beautiful. Friends, please join us again on Friday. Share this podcast with others. And now may each of you go out to love and to serve, to be well, to care for yourselves and others knowing that the grace and love of God is ever upon you. Amen. Amen.